Welcome back, everybody. It's the end of a brand new month. And I think by now, we all know what that means. <laughs> if y'all know me by now, it means that I'm a procrastinator. And it is the end of another month, which means a brand new episode of Weather and Whatever by yours truly, myself. And I, as I said, I think in the last couple of episodes, I made a promise. Even though life is crazy at times, I want to stick to this goal of doing an episode every month because it's not an unreasonable goal. Even if it's just a short episode, I really want to do it. I enjoy it. I know a lot of people enjoy when they come out. And I just like the idea of sitting down, taking time out of my day, because a lot of times I don't know how to take time out of my day. And whether it's maybe doing some research on a topic I'm not too familiar with or just drinking a glass of wine and talking about a topic I do know well, with a candle in front of me, my dog next to me. It's important to take those slow times in life as well. And I think that's a good reminder for all of us, especially myself, because I am a lot of times just go, go, go. But anyways, welcome back. And I want to welcome you to the time of recording this. It actually is We're in the official season of fall, which I'm so excited about. I love fall so much. I talked about it pretty much nonstop on the news this weekend. And I also anchor with someone whose name's Autumn. And Autumn, if you are listening, I love you. And I love doing news with you in the early mornings on Saturday and Sunday. But I'm just so excited for fall. And summer was rough. And I'm not going to... forget everything that's happened not obviously I I can't but it's a new season and I'm going to take that and run with it but speaking of a new season I'll just talk about some of the things that happened last month thankfully I have nothing extreme like the last couple episodes which I am grateful for still dealing with a lot of that trauma and grief but we are learning and we are growing um, let's see, September, what did I, oh, I went back home, I went back home to, well, I guess, okay, what is the real term, like, actually, this is a good question for everyone, I want you guys to let me know what you consider home, is it where you are from, where you're born, did you have to spend a certain amount of years there, is it where your mom is, at one time I got my mom this magnet that said, home is where your mom is so I mean I kind of consider home where my parents are for those of you who don't know I'm an only child and I'm really close to my parents and I love you guys mom and dad you're probably listening (laughs) but I don't know home I think means a lot of different things for a lot of other a lot of people it could just be a place of shelter it could be a place where your significant other is. It could be a place where you have a lot of ties to. I'm curious. That's a good question to ask everyone. What do you consider home? Because uh, I say home is Virginia, but I also say home is New York. And I don't really have a lot of ties to New York anymore, but 
I mean, it's where I grew up, and I still have friends and family out there, of course, but I don't know. Home now is Virginia, so I'm just curious. Oh, gosh, already getting off topic here. Hmm. Typical Jacqueline. But anyways, yeah, I did get to travel back to Long Island. It was definitely much needed, that trip to Long Island. It was nice. It was my first vacation, actually, since starting at my new job. And I originally was going home for my good friend Kathleen's baby shower. Shout out, Kathleen, if you're listening. I love you. And it was really nice. I kind of surprised her. She knew that I was coming in, like, I want to say, like, two weeks before maybe I told her. I was going to surprise her, but the whole baby shower was a surprise, basically. She knew it was happening. She didn't know where, and we were just going to get lunch, and everyone screamed when we walked in. It was really nice. I cried. I cried a lot this trip. <laughs> I'm so emotional. But anyways, yeah, so I was able to do that. I was able to be there for her, which was really nice because in the last episode, I did promise, if I remember correctly, everyone, I would give you the backstory on how Kathleen and I are so close and we have a very special bond and unique bond. So I'll quickly touch on that. I don't want to get too off topic, but maybe actually I will post the video of the speech that I did at her wedding, the maid of honor speech, because it talks a lot about our connection and just our unique relationship. So basically, Kathleen is my childhood friend. We met in Mr. Joyce's fifth grade class, or at least that's where we thought it began. And for those of you who don't know, and I would assume that's probably most of you, my mom could not have kids. She tried and tried, and her grandmother, no, my grandmother, her mom, kept telling her to go to this healing ministry. And she's like, no, I don't want to. Like, I don't think that's going to work. But then, unfortunately, my grandma passed away recently before the actual date of the healing ministry. So my mom ended up going. Basically, woman who could not get pregnant went to this healing mass that was held on the same day every year. And my mom decided to go, especially after her mom passed away, my grandma. And fortunately, my mom was able to get pregnant pretty soon after this healing mass, which happened in August and my birthday is in May for those who don't know May 22nd I'm a Gemini go figure (laughs) but Jane Kathleen's mom unfortunately couldn't get pregnant right after but she did get pregnant several months after and she had Kathleen and we had no idea we had this connection because as I said we met in fifth grade class and our moms attended that same healing mass and years later I think they were, our parents were at a soccer game and they realized, I don't know how the topic came up, but I mean, we realized, our parents realized, and now we realize we first started our connection, not in Mr. Joyce's fifth grade class, but in our mother's womb. So we're not blood sisters, but we just hold that really special sisterly bond. And for that, I am forever grateful. And maybe I'll post that maid of honor speech that I talked about this because although it was kind of deep in the beginning, and actually a lot of people did come up to me saying like, you made me cry, and then you made me laugh, and then you made me cry again. And a lot of people said it was one of the best maid of honor speeches they've heard, which was really nice. I don't really think so. 
but that's maybe me being hard on myself. But maybe I'll post it because it will highlight some more of Kathleen and I's special connection. So we do hold that special connection that I hold very near and dear to my heart. And I was really happy to be able to be there celebrating a new life, especially after the passing of my good friend Jacob, which I talked about in my last episode, thinking about him every day still. Also, not only was I able to attend Kathleen's baby shower, I actually also attended my high school reunion, which was kind of surreal. I Every day I feel kind of like I'm 80 years old with my body and all my injuries, but also I can't believe I'm this old. <laughs> like 10 years since I graduated high school? Dang, but... Regardless of me feeling old or not old, it was really nice to be able to see a lot of the people that I spent a lot of my life with, especially a lot of my adolescent years, and just to see how successful we are all are. That was like the highlight of it. I was just talking to everyone, and it's just really nice to see how far we've all come. Most people are married with babies and have PhDs and are lawyers and doctors and just, I mean, even if they're not that, they're just happy. And it was really nice. And this reminds me, my, my friend Bergeau, my best friend Bergeau, and I know Bergeau's listening, so I love you, Bergeau. Wow. I love a lot of people. I do. You are the best, Bergeau. I love you. Thank you for letting me stay with you. She... <laughs> went up to everyone. She is so proud of me. It's just so funny. She went up to everyone and was like, do you know what Jacqueline Waters does now? Do you remember when she like fainted in public speaking class? She's on the TV. Look at this. And (laughs) she was just so proud. And it was just a really special time all the way around. We had fun. We laughed together. We reminisced together, all of us. And hopefully we could do it again soon. But, so I did that, I did that, I was able to go surfing again, actually, which was really nice. I actually went surfing on Gilgo Beach, which was my favorite beach growing up. It's where I learned how to surf. I did surfing camp there. I spent a lot of mornings there, pretty much most mornings, especially in the summer. It's actually where my first boyfriend had a house as well. And I... went surfing and for those of you who don't know Gilgo Beach is also known for especially it was made recent news because they found the suspect in all the Gilgo Beach killer killings and if you've never heard of that story I'm not going into that in depth now maybe I will in one episode because I remember it throughout my childhood like I was surfing at that beach when all this happened but uh, they did find the suspect recently I think it was this summer um I remember I just got message after message but I was able to go back to my favorite beach and it was so nice I love it I love it at Gilgo and it's just funny I'm speaking of like my high school reunion and getting old as y'all have known as I've been saying in a lot of episodes recently I've been dealing with those eye issues which I still am by the way 
but I just changed my contacts week by week, basically, because my prescription keeps changing. So, you know, it's never boring in my life, but yeah, so I went surfing, (laughs) and now I can't move my neck, and I think it's related to surfing, which is so sad, because I'm used to surfing, but I haven't been like that in a while, especially I was in a hurricane swell. You're in this special position when you are surfing. Your neck's perched up, and you're just moving back and forth, and especially that, and then after that, a long drive back home to Virginia. I was pretty much fine the next day, but then Saturday, I woke up, and I could not move my neck. It feels like I have this huge lump in it, knot in it, and it hurts any way I move it. It radiates down my delt and up into my head I've been having migraines it's it's really terrible and it's been like a week now so I think it's related to surfing but also if it goes on for probably another week I'm gonna go to the doctor so just you know add it to the list of injuries add it to the list of things to go wrong with Jacqueline's health you know it's okay at least I had fun surfing and I took Brazil and I did get to do a lot in Virginia, uh, not Virginia, I did get to do a lot in New York, I did all those things, I was able to see a lot of other family and friends, I visited the lighthouse, I visited my favorite bagel shop, which is important, my aunts and cousin and uncle, and had New York pizza, and oh, Bubba's Burrito Bar, which is the best, anyone who goes to Long Island needs to go to Bubba's Burrito Bar. I remember my parents and I, we used to always get Bubba's burrito, probably like once every other week, and we would order it ahead because you wait a while, because it's the best, and even ordering it on the phone, it it feels like you're calling into like a radio station winning a contest, because it was always busy, you can never get through, but they are the best burritos, Long Island has some of the best food. Oh, and then another thing, Brju, who I stayed with, lives across the street, from my house where I grew up and I was really tempted to knock on the door but all my neighbors said and I visited a lot of my neighbors because they're still my original neighbors I knew them my whole life especially wow visiting my neighbors across the street from where I grew up I used to babysit their boys Nicholas and Joseph who I love so much and they're now both in college and playing on their soccer college team it's just nuts like they are so successful already, and I'm just so proud. I like. I just feel old. I feel old, and I feel proud, and I feel happy. So I guess it's not a bad feeling, and especially going into the season of autumn, that's one of that's one of the reasons why it is my favorite season because it's a season of feeling thankful. At least for me, I really do a lot of reflecting on the second half of the year, of things I accomplished this year reasons why I'm grateful, reasons why I'm thankful, and just all that fun stuff. Oh, also on the way up, I did go visit my old job, and I miss my old co-worker so much. That was really nice to catch up, and I had lunch with my old boss, Bonnie. You're the best. Oh, and then I went to the Squirrels game, the last week of the Squirrels game, which unfortunately they lost in playoffs, but It was fun to be able to see my pitcher on a pole. I can't believe it's on a pole. (laughs) 
I was walking to the bathroom and just saw my face with our other very talented meteorologist and yeah I'm on a pole in the diamond in Richmond which is really cool oh I won bingo this month too I'm just like scrolling back in my photo album I won bingo this month I went I think it was Labor Day weekend yeah Uh, I went and I won bingo which was $200 so that was really fun it went straight towards my rent uh oh and I was gonna buy a sailboat but I didn't and now I might buy a camper van I'm a mess I'm very impulsive lately but impulsive I want to say in a good way I don't know if it's a good way but maybe but yeah I might buy a camper van now so stay tuned (laughs) oh and then I also found a kindle at thrift store for $3.99 and that was really cool so I'm thrifty too. So I'm impulsive, but also thrifty and nifty and a swifty. No, I'm not a swifty, but I just figured I was trying to give another rhyme and that was the first to come to my head. But yeah, so it was a very busy month, as I say every month, because <laughs> it makes me feel better about doing this literally the last day of the time I can, because I said every month and I release them on Wednesdays but you know yeah so here we are and we're gonna make it happen like always so hope you had a great end to your summer a fabulous start to your fall and it was eventful and also fun it is my favorite season as I've been talking about nonstop. I've been counting down and I'm just so excited it's here. I'm just so excited. I love, like, as I'm recording this, I'm sitting here in a nice cozy sweater, my dog laying beside me, a fall-scented candle in front of me, and also drinking wine. What more could be better? It's just great. I love fall. So, speaking of wine, that moves us on to our next subject of talk our next topic of subject oh my goodness (laughs) wow words do are not working today words are not working but without further ado let's see if i remember the button nope (laughs) let's see if i remember the button now yeah it's your drink recommendation and I'm sure you could guess what it is. It is... Actually, maybe you can't guess what it is. Because although I'm having a glass of wine now, it isn't wine. It's basically whatever speaks to you. And I say that because what spoke to me when I was in the grocery store the other day was this bottle of wine. And I'll just break it down part by part. Because there's three parts that spoke to me. And it was basically the whole front label. It was positively Pinot Noir which that spoke to me in two ways because on channel eight we have this thing called positively richmond which we talk about just like positive stories across the community positive people doing great things for our community and that sort of thing and it's just it's really uplifting i really love it and we get to chat about it a lot so i'm like positively pinot noir positively richmond and also i love pinot noir so positively pinot noir are you kidding uh what's that saying you had me at hello 
and this bottle of wine had me at positively Pinot Noir. But it gets better. The name of it is Sunny with a Chance of Flowers. So I'm like, come on. I was My first thought was Sunny with a Chance of Meatballs. I was thinking like, partly Sunny with a Chance of Showers. I was just thinking all these <laughs> other terms. I'm like, come on. That just makes it even better. And then the last part of that is 85 calories per serving, zero sugar, 9% alcohol by volume. I'm like, come on. You are just begging for me to take you off the shelf. So I got it. And, you know, that just makes me think that this month's drink recommendation should be something that speaks to you, whether it's a name of a wine like that did to me which by the way unfortunately I really wanted to like it it was not that good but it's okay because it's low in calories zero sugar and it's a good name but (laughs) yeah so get a bottle of wine get a beer maybe a what else kind of oh liquor oh I can't do liquor anymore uh mead uh, whiskey, what other kind of alcohol is there? Prosecco, anything you want, whether, actually, it doesn't even have to be alcohol. Bottle of sparkling water, bottle of soda has weird names now, or even the energy drinks have crazy names. So, honestly, whatever speaks to you, whether it be the name, whether it be the design of the bottle, whether it be the label or maybe the calories, the macros on it, the place you get it, anything, go and get it and try it. If you don't like it, life's short. At least you tried it. That's my drink recommendation. (laughs) So hopefully you like it. I'm here drinking the Sunny with a Chance of Flowers as we start this beautiful season of fall and you know what's next you got it hopefully it is the date recommendation and this week or not this week this month state recommendation is to go do something you loved or you still love that you did often when you were growing up Or you haven't done it in a while. Because if... It doesn't have to be something you did when you were growing up. Like for me, I'm trying to crochet more now. I took a long break from it after that temperature blanket. But I'm trying to get back into it. And also, something I loved growing up, which I haven't done in a couple years, was surfing. So I was able to do that this month. And boy, it reminded me I need to get out in the ocean more. Because it is so nice out there. But go out there and enjoy something that you really enjoy. Just make time for it and be in the present and just enjoy it because it's special. And you need that me time. So there's my drink recommendation. There's my date recommendation. And y'all could guess what's next. It is... Two T's and an L. You got it right. And if you get this right, like the last couple episodes, whoever sends me a DM in the Instagram, weather and, uh, weather underscore and whatever, 
wait, no, weather underscore end underscore whatever, will get a craft sent by yours truly. And I really enjoy that. I love crafting, and it's just something that's really peaceful to me. So send in those answers. I won't judge you if you're wrong, because I actually didn't know a lot about this topic. And probably don't know what we're talking about, but you'll know what we're talking about after this. So here we go. Guess the lie. One. Well, I guess I should preface this by not just guess the lie, but there's two truths and there's one lie. So guess the one lie. Without further ado, here we go. Number one. More than 80% of wildfires are started by humans. Number two, fires move faster when traveling downhill. And number three, a wildfire large enough can create its own weather system. Which is the lie? Send in whatever you think is the lie and the first person, maybe the first couple of people that get it right, just send me what you like or I could just find out what you like on hopefully your Instagram if you send it that way or find me another way <laughs> and I will try to find out what you liked what you like and I'll send you something so good luck but if you listen further you'll probably understand what is a lie there and I'm sure you could guess what we're going to talk about this month now. It is wildfires because a lot of reasons. I felt like this subject really spoke to me throughout the summer because generally speaking, there's a lot you can contain, you could control, and a lot you can't. And you have to focus on what you can. And I was reminded of that this summer with multiple different things. And also Maui's wildfires, they destroyed Lahaina and so many people lost their lives, unfortunately, and Hawaii in general just holds a really near and dear place to my heart, as many of you probably know. I went to college there, I lived there for several years, and I just love the islands of Hawaii and hearing about just all the fatalities due to this fire over a hundred and just how quickly it all happened those winds from Hurricane Dory which was about 500 miles away I believe to the south and then that strong high pressure system to the north of the islands fueled all those really strong winds that we believe caused this wildfire we don't really have a determined cause that I know of I could be wrong but because I haven't looked at it I haven't researched it in a week or two but I believe the cause of the wildfire is still unknown and undetermined but it's likely that it was initiated by electrical wire and power poles basically being toppled over by those strong winds the combination of hurricane dory and the high pressure system to the north and also now it's just like an ongoing thing maui county is suing 
Maui's electrical utility because they didn't shut off the power and it's just a mess and it's just really tragic maybe I'll speak more about it in an episode and when I when I say this I say that a lot in podcast episodes if there's something that you find really interesting that I mention and I might not expand on just let me know because not only is this for me to like sit down relax for a certain amount of time out of my month but I also want you guys to learn something and want you to get something out of this too so if there's a topic you're interested in whether it's something I mention or something I don't just let me know I'm open to pretty much anything so but Maui I am continuing to pray for you not only Maui but the whole island of Hawaii all the islands of Hawaii rather but if there's any place that could get through this and learn from it, it is Hawaii and that Hawaii Ohana I know is so strong. I have lots of hope, lots of faith that they will get through this and I'm continuing to pray for them. But I felt called for it in those ways and I also found a Smokey the Bear shirt in the thrift store actually the other day and I really liked it but those are just some ways I felt drawn to this topic this month also the timing of this made me think about wildfires because wildfires could happen any time of the year just like pretty much any weather phenomenon like we have a basically like quote-unquote tornado season hurricane season um drought season but we could have those weather phenomenons happen outside of that it's just when they're most common but wildfires are most common based on those weather conditions the fuel loads and also the human activities because human activities believe it or not if you listen this far i'll just give you a clue on the two truths and a lie causes most of those wildfires and that season in Virginia is we'll have we have a spring season and we have a fall season and that spring fire season is February 15th to April 30th and the fall fire season is October 15th to November 30th so that's when they are most common across the area but again doesn't have to happen in that time range and fires are possible throughout the year in California we see a lot of them across the west coast throughout the year but the peak fire season in northern California usually begins in June or July and runs through late October or November so I just thought it was a good time to start talking about it because we we are in that fall season now and we're approaching October so just something to be aware of and wildfire is basically that uncontrolled I shouldn't say uncontrolled the wildfire is that non-planned wildfire because wildfires are also planned and that's what we call those prescribed fires and they do have a lot of benefit to our land our earth and they play a critical piece basically in our life cycle and 
the human perspective of those benefits are those fires create more resilience, especially when they burn the right way. They also reinforce a healthy water supply by eliminating extra vegetation, thus increasing runoff in streams. They also help reduce erosion so it doesn't get out of control, especially when you have those major fires, those wildfires that are unplanned. They often lead to a lot of mudslides, which cause erosion. And also, I was reading something about charcoal after the burn trapping carbon and basically when you recover from a fire it takes more of that extra carbon I don't know a lot about it. I'm not that thought I sound why am I why do I sound like I have an accent <laughs> but basically I don't have a lot of information on that and I didn't really go into that in detail because I don't I don't know if you guys are interested. If you are, I'll go into it in detail and I'll talk about it next time. Again, just let me know. But a big benefit that I didn't talk about yet is restoring the health to ecosystems that depend on fire. There's plant species and different life out there that do rely on and depend on wildfire. Or I guess not wildfire because that's technically a prescribed fire, but that that do depend on fire. And also, all those benefits are important, but another big one is when you have that prescribed fire that often helps mitigate a major fire because you're burning off a lot of that dry and dead vegetation, that dread, dead shrub, dead trees, twigs, all that stuff that could lead to a major fire and basically provide us fuel so when you have that prescribed fire you also kill off a lot of fuel that could cause a major fire it could cause more burn in a fire that could lead to major impacts so prescribed fire is good for a lot of reasons and that is one way that we try to control major fires. Because obviously we can't control major fires, but we try to do things that we can to mitigate the impacts from it. And I'll talk about that in kind of my whatever topic, but just a sneak peek there. There's a lot of different types of wildfires. The main ones are those wildfires and those prescribed fires which basically are those unplanned fires and just quickly down the list we have ground surface and crown fires those ground fires are those subsurface fires and they could occur in areas with large accumulations of dead vegetation over time and they move slowly beneath the surface terrain we have those surface fires that are the easiest wildfires to put out because they burn in dead or dry vegetation on the surface. So obviously the ground fires are the subsurface ones. Surface fires easier to put out and they could consume surface vegetation like shrubs, grasses, grasses, you name it, anything really that's dry on the surface. And then we have the crown fires which 
burned in the tree canopy. And these are the most dangerous types of wildfires. They burn extremely hot and they spread very rapidly through those interconnected branches of trees and branches and forests. So crown fire is the most dangerous. But the umbrella term again, those wildfires, those unplanned fires, and then those prescribed fires, which we do put out to help ecosystems, to help mitigate impacts from major wildfires and just several other benefits. And another topic to be familiar with is something called the fire triangle. And all fires have this. It basically has three points to it, like a triangle. We have air, which is basically the oxygen, and you need enough oxygen to sustain combustion. You have the fuel, which is any kind of combustible material, like grass, twigs, shrubs, trees, houses, propane tanks, wood, decks, you name it, anything that could combust. We have, lastly, that heat source, which is basically you need that enough heat to raise the material to ignition temperature. And everything does have an ignition temperature in which it could combust, which paper is about 451 degrees Fahrenheit and wood's around 500 Fahrenheit. And you could have multiple different heat sources. It could be lightning. It could be cigarettes that you throw on the ground. Power lines, like what we think happened in Maui. Um, Matches, magnifying glasses, Cadillac converters, small engine sparks. There's a lot of different ways we could have pretty much a lot of these areas, especially the two points in the triangle, the fuel and the heat source, a lot of different ways we could get both of those. But air is oxygen. You need that. And that's why a lot of times, which we'll talk about, a firefighter has to starve the oxygen or get rid of the oxygen because it's in that fire triangle. So you have those three points of the fire triangle and the fourth element I wouldn't call it a point is that chemical reaction and basically what that firefighter wants to do is cut off one of those points in the fire triangle to help stop that fire so there are many different methods they could try but ultimately they're trying to cut off one of those points on the triangle whether it's be bring the temperature down, which is that heat source. Maybe it's to starve the fire of oxygen or get rid of the f- oxygen completely. Just some point in that fire triangle they are trying to eliminate, and that will help stop the fire. And, in fact, most of these fires are started by humans. Human activities such as leaving a campfire unattended which especially going into the fall season a lot of us love camping I know I do in the fall season and just make sure you dispose of any materials properly whether it's campfire matches 
magnifying glasses. But in all seriousness, magnifying glasses could cause that. Um, <laughs> make sure you discard of lit cigarettes properly, debris burning. And also there's a lot of other ways. But as we know, humans cause a lot of these, most of these, in fact, wildfires. And that being said, I think there are a lot of ways we could help mitigate a lot of these really dangerous and destructive wildfires. And just something we all could learn, whether you live on the West Coast, whether you live on the East Coast, or you live in the middle of the country. I think it's something we could all maybe spread to one another. Just be careful in how you dispose of things, especially while you're camping, while you're in the woods, especially in the fall and the springtime. But also what plays a big role, as y'all could probably guess it, which is why I'm talking about it, is those weather conditions. And there are certain weather elements that produce more of those extreme fire behavior behaviors. And those are the low relative humidity so those dry conditions, strong surface winds, which we saw in Maui. It was very strong with those wind gusts there. Unstable air and also drought. And all those weather elements combined could be split up into basically two umbrella terms, which are those that produce strong surface winds and those that produce atmospheric instability. So... With those weather elements, fire danger is out there. And speaking of that fire danger, I think it's a good thing to mention some of the watches and warnings related to fire danger, which I know some may not know. I I honestly don't think my parents know this, but it's also we grew up on the East Coast where we don't really deal with a lot of wildfires, but... I think it's important for everyone to know because you could have family, you could have friends out on the West Coast, or you could be dealing with a wildfire yourself, especially, I mean, look at Maui. Hawaii doesn't really get wildfires, and just anything could happen in this world now. That is something I learned, and just be prepared for everything. So I'm just going to tell you so you are aware. The main watches and warnings are that red flag warning and that fire weather watch. As any watch or warning, that watch comes out before the warning, just like a thunderstorm watch comes out hours before it includes a bigger area, and then the warning comes out. And like any watch or warning, the warning comes out after that watch. And basically the red flag warning means that Conditions are imminent or occurring over the next 12 to 24 hours for dangerous fire weather conditions. And it kind of is dependent on your location, but they're usually issued when the following criteria is met. And that's that surface relative humidity is less than 30% and relative humidity less than or equal to 25%. And this is along the East Coast, I believe, these numbers. Sustained surface winds of 20 miles per hour or greater, and then also 10-hour fuel moisture less than 8% for Virginia, I know, and then less than or equal to 8% for 
Maryland, and West Virginia. So again, dependent on where you live in the country, but all important things to know about with fire season, I guess, upon us. Again, those wildfires could happen at any time. So it's important to know all this pretty much throughout the year, but just figured it was calling to me. So here we are talking about it. Also, there's a lot of different other, not only just those weather conditions, but also other components to determine whether the fire is going to be really bad or not so bad. And one of these is that fuel type. So is it dense? How much water does it hold? Basically like twigs versus log. And how quickly can it burn? As I talked about, the weather conditions play a big role, not only with how much weather does it hold, like if you have a lot of rain, especially if you have a lot of rain occurring at the time, that will make that fire go out, but also if you had a lot of rain before, that will make that fuel type hold on to a lot more water. Humidity will also help limit. Dry conditions are not good for a wildfire. And then those winds are, well, okay, okay, relatively, because dry conditions are not good for us humans or animals, because a lot of times we don't want those wildfires, but dry conditions are good to help a wildfire. Also, what's good to help the wildfire is those strong winds, but they're not really good for us, because in most cases... The wildfires, we don't want them to happen. The prescribed fires, that's one thing. But wildfires, usually they are destructive and they are dangerous unless we could contain them. Which in a lot of cases we can. But dry conditions, we do not want. Relatively speaking, if it's a dangerous wildfire, we cannot contain. Those strong winds are also not good. It will push that fire along faster. It will also bring more oxygen to the fuel. So topography also plays a big role in wildfires, especially wildfire spread. And the steeper the slope, the better for the wildfire, as I said. And that is because basically, as we know, the hot air rises and for the lack of a better term, and that basically preheats the fuel that is further uphill, causing faster spread of that wildfire and just more of those dangerous wildfire conditions as we have that continuation of hot air which is that fuel source and that hot air is just rising it preheats the fuel that's further uphill causing the air to rapidly ignite once the fire eventually reaches the point uphill so Steep hill, especially upslope, not good. Another thing that could factor into that wildfire strength and spread is also which way the mountain or slope may be facing. And that can determine the temperature and moisture level in the fuel source, which plays a big role in that fire triangle as I talked about and a main source of the fire. So... A lot of different factors could play into causing a wildfire to be extreme or also not extreme. But as I said, 
wildfires are sometimes beneficial and that's kind of been a theme so far for me this summer and especially on this podcast there's a lot of struggles in life there is a lot of battles that we have to deal with sometimes unexpected sometimes things we cannot control but you have to learn to deal with them and you have to learn to be resilient and basically there's a lot of times not a lot of things you can do for a wildfire but there are certain things so I'll quickly talk about that there are certain things we can do like know your community's evacuation plans or your own family's evacuation plans if you are especially in a fire prone area and just know several routes to leave your area and know the evacuation zones and the shelter locations gather those emergency supplies such as medical supplies canned goods maybe water maybe those important medical things you may need you can't really do much to your house but also the house and the building itself is a concern houses with fire resistant roofs definitely stand a better chance of surviving than a house without one also owners of a house or a building whether it's an uh, office building or what other buildings are there i don't know whether it's a house or any other building owners also should take out any combustible materials from around the stru- structure whether it be leaves on the lawn maybe leaves in the gutter or anything else that's really dry along those roof lines or on the lawn as i said build that emergency kit in case you need it make that plan with your family make the plan with anyone you're living with know that evacuation route practice going to it make sure you have smoke alarms on every level of your home make sure those batteries are up to date make sure it's all working And especially in those bedrooms when you're sleeping and especially in those places you need it. Another important thing that we might not think about often, continue to rake your lawn. Get rid of those dead leaves, those twigs that could easily catch fire, especially if a wildfire is near to your home. There are definitely certain things you can do before, but also... As we know, in some cases, you don't have much warning, like in Maui, and some things you just have to do during, which those things during a wildfire is listening to the emergency officials in the area. Make sure you listen to those evacuation orders. If you're told to get out, just please listen and get out as safely as you can. Take all your loved ones with you, all your loved belongings, if you can. And I'm so sorry if that happens to you. I can't even imagine. Um, And if you see those dangerous conditions, if you see a wildfire, if you see someone hurt, make sure you call 911. Also, a lot of times these wildfires affect areas that actually aren't seeing some of the blaze and the actual flames itself, but we're seeing some of that smoke. And especially here in Central Virginia, I know... We had not a great season of seeing that smoke. I know 
we started off, I think it was in May, we had a really bad haze over us, a really bad smoke from the Canadian wildfires. And a lot of times there's not a lot of things we can do because obviously we're not going to evacuate when the wildfire isn't near us. We just have to maybe wear a mask if it's really detrimental to your health, if you're really sensitive to that. Uh, choose a room, maybe that could close you off completely from the outside air. Make sure you have those windows closed, especially in your car if you're driving in. Don't have that air circulating in from the outside. Uh, maybe set up a portable air cleaner or filter, a diffuser to keep the air in the room cleaner. And just make sure to stay with your health and try to limit time outdoors. But that's before, during, some things to do after. Don't go to your home or your building until officials say it is okay because you may think it's okay that wildfire could have been contained, but in some cases it might not be. So just be patient. You evacuated. Just continue to be patient and make sure you stay away from those downed or dangling power lines because they could electrocute you. They could definitely harm you. So please be safe. Also, another thing to do is to avoid those hot surfaces because especially after a fire moves through, the ground could still contain those hot pockets, those hidden embers. So stay away because that could continue to burn or spark another fire. So please be safe. When I was saying that, it just reminds me of my time in Kilauea. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know that story, it is a crazy one. You know, I think it's time. I don't think I talked about it. I don't think I talked about it. I'll have to listen. I'm not going to listen to every episode. But I don't think I talked about it on the podcast yet. So if I did, please let me know. If I didn't, please let me know. If you listen to every episode. And you remember better than me. But I do not think I talked about almost dying in Kilauea yet. So I was just thinking. I'm like, you know, this is all reminding me of Kilauea. But also, we are approaching the time where it happened about five years ago so no six years ago October 27th November yeah six years ago so hmm I think I, I think that's my next I think that's my next topic volcanoes and my time in Kilauea because <laughs> that was a crazy one but anyways so there's things you could do after too Make sure you watch your animals as I'm sitting here looking at Garrison so comfortably. Garrison? He's he's not even looking up. Garrison? <laughs> he is out cold. Um, make sure you watch those animals after the wildfire goes through. Because, again, there could be hot embers out there, hot spots that could burn their paws. And just be careful just listen to the officials make sure it's definitely safe to get home and just do those safety precautions especially if you did everything right before during you don't want to mess it up after with all that said wildfires and life do resemble each other in some regard 
and maybe I'm just biased because I did have a lot going on this summer, but we could learn something from wildfires because there are certain things we can control and there are certain things we cannot. And there's also certain boundaries we may need to set up in life, just like we might want to try to set up those wildfire boundaries. So quickly, I feel like the last couple of episodes have been mainly weather, and I think that's what this episode's going to be because I've been talking so much about wildfires. And I'll quickly just talk about some things we can control in our life and some things we cannot. And I am not an expert, but I also have been practicing ways to cope with this because I I always struggled with overthinking and trying to perfect everything I would say like trying to I don't know um just control everything I guess is the simple term of it but obviously we know there's we can't control everything so I'll just go through some basic things that I have realized across my 28 years now even though it feels like 88 years that you can control and you cannot and the first being is you can't control what people do you literally just cannot but something you can control is whether you let their behavior impact you whether you participate in their behavior or you enable them and some specific things you can do to help that if you are struggling is trust other people to make their own decisions and especially if they are in your life you got to trust them to make the right decisions to not hurt you and accept that you're not responsible for their choices or those consequences of the actions whether it be bad or good that they are doing so do not feel responsible for the consequences of their actions and another thing I have learned recently is to set boundaries if their actions are hurtful to you whether it's physical emotional or mental you want to set those boundaries and something that I do because I am a empath for sure and if my friends text me with problems, I love it because I want to be there for them, but I also feel it. So if they text me at like 8 p.m. and I usually go to bed at like 6 or 7 p.m. because of work now, I wake up at like 12.30 or 1, I feel their emotions and sometimes I can't sleep. So I set boundaries. I set a couple of different focus settings on my iPhone, which if you haven't, I recommend so. And if you need help, let me know or just Google it. But there are certain boundaries you could do. You could do that. You could maybe just distance yourself from people who don't give you what you may want in a friendship or a relationship. You could maybe talk, just communicate with words saying what you need and what you don't need out of a relationship and just set those boundaries because you will feel better in the end 
something else you can't control is how other people see you. And that is something that I learned really well in the last couple of months, especially being on TV. I can control how I show up, how I feel about myself, and how I am. I don't know the way to say that. How I, how I present myself, how I, how I am as a person. But I really can't control what other people see of me. And basically, I don't want to get to me. I get so many nice messages every single day of viewers who really appreciate me, who appreciate my quirky and non-perfect self because we all are not perfect. And I love them. I love seeing those messages. I love communicating with the viewers like that is my favorite part of the job probably and also those hurtful messages hurt too but I can't control how other people see me because oftentimes I'll go to someone's page that did say something really bad about me and it's all negative stuff so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change them and I have to understand that I have to move on from that and I have to know that one bad comment won't outweigh the hundreds of nice messages, nice comments, nice emails to me. But also, you remember that bad comment. You simply cannot change how people think about you. You cannot simply change how people are as a person. They could just be a negative person. They just wish negatively upon everyone and themselves. So, for that, I just pray for them. If I see a really terrible email or message come in about me, about my appearance or about my voice, which I get a lot, <laughs> or about just how I present myself, I just pray for them and I hope they find peace in their life. That's all you can do, really. Another thing, you can't control how people treat you. But you can control how you internalize and you respond to their treatment. You could recognize that their treatment may not be good and you want to distance them. So you cannot control what or how they treat you. But you can control the distance between you and that person. Which is basically setting boundaries as I talked about. And you can control how you internalize and respond to their treatment. Again, harder said than done, but try not to let other people's opinions impact you. Because that's their own problem, not yours. Another thing you can't control is what other people, not per se about you, but just in general, think, feel, or believe. And... Something you can control is how you engage about their different opinions, feelings, and beliefs. Whether it be political, whether it be emotionally, or spiritually, religiously. You don't have to agree with someone 100% to be friends with them, to be in a relationship with them. Well, I guess it depends on the person, but... For me, I do not have to agree with someone wholeheartedly to have a relationship with them. So, keep that in mind. You do not 
have to engage in the certain things you disagree about per se. Set boundaries about certain conversations, certain topics that may be sensitive to you or you don't want to discuss. Another thing you could do is remind yourself that it's not your job to change people's minds. And look for that common ground, but also don't rely on it. Something you both could agree on is maybe that you think differently. Something also you can't control is what happens to other people. But you can control how you show up for them when things get hard. And this is been a hard one for me this summer as you know in my last episode my friend passed away and it's a really hard thing for me to grasp is I just couldn't do anything and you just feel like this helplessness whether it's be be a grieving pain or some other pain of just feeling helplessness and just not feeling like in control of what happens to your friends, family, your partner is terrible and it's not a good feeling, but you can control on how you show up for them when things get hard, whether they're still here or maybe how you show up for their family when things get hard, which is something definitely I've leaned on. Some other specific things you can do in this regard is acknowledge that struggles help us see our strengths and develop those. And also, it could lead to more purpose in life. So you don't need to hide from the pain forever. And also something you could do if that person that you're feeling this feeling of you can't control what happens to other people and they are still alive is maybe when they are hurting just be there for them whether it's having a shoulder to cry on holding space for them to speak in or instead of trying to save or fix them just let them know that you're there you care You're a shoulder to cry on, you're going to listen, and you just want to help however you can. The last couple things are pretty general, but you can't control your thoughts and feelings, but you can control whether you attach to them, you let them identify you, and you impact you in a great sense. But some things you can do is accept those thoughts, accept those feelings, maybe write about them. That's something that helps me know that they are not permanent. They're just feelings. And also, they don't mean anything about you as a person. They could just be in the moment. And practice pausing before acting, something I do a lot on a thought, especially when I'm angry, which I'm not angry often, but something that I'm definitely learning and growing with another thing things that have already happened in your past this is a big one I think for a lot of us you cannot control you cannot change some of those things that have happened in your past whether they are regrets or maybe not regrets but some things you may wish you would have picked 
another choice. You can't control that, but you can control what you do in the present. And that is something I struggle with every single day. I struggle with the pr- being in the present so much. It is so hard. That That's probably like my biggest struggle on this list. I don't know why I can't be in the present. It sucks. But try to be. <laughs> but doing some research, I learned that some things you could do to help with this is some of your regrets or maybe they're not regrets you could learn from and make them into your everyday life going forward maybe reframe the past and try to find the good and happened with that situation make amends with people you've hurt maybe people that have hurt you maybe write a letter something like that just try to move on from that and live in the present You also can't control everything that's going to happen in the future, but you can control how you, again, are in the present and how you grow as a person and you could handle the situation to happen in the unknown. Some certain things that has helped me with this is making a to-do list because you can't, I'm a planner and you can't not expect everything to happen will happen but I like to make a to-do list and check it off as I go that helps me it helps boost your mental and emotional health as well maybe meditate journal maybe do some yoga some pilates whatever it is do something that you feel capable of handling whatever comes to you whatever it is do something that you feel will build that confidence in you feeling capable of handling whatever comes your way a couple other things I guess the last two is you cannot control aging (laughs) and that is something I learned a lot recently probably over the last couple years with my spine surgery my spleen my eyes now my neck I literally feel like I'm a 90-year-old. I said 88-year-old earlier, close to 90. And you cannot control that. I guess in certain ways you can. Like I could limit my extreme sports, but I don't. And certain cases you can't because, well, I I guess in general sense, you cannot control aging. You can control your injuries. Maybe that's where I'm getting it mixed up, but you cannot control aging. Your body is just going to age over time and you're going to get gray hairs. You could diet, maybe. You're going to feel achy bones. You can maybe go to PT or get surgery like I am. But you cannot control your body aging. That's just a natural thing of life. But something you can do is prioritize sleep, which I need to get better on because I suck at that. I wake up so early and I go to bed not so early, but I'm going to prioritize sleep going forward. Hold me to it, guys. You could definitely drink enough water for your daily needs, which honestly, I probably do double or triple. Jacqueline Waters, I promise you, is drinking her water. She might not be getting her sleep, but she's drinking her water. Make sure you're eating enough. Make sure you are 
exercising enough, getting enough, enough physical activity, moving your body every day, and just focusing on your well-being, your health, your mental health, physical health, most emotional health, all that health. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you are trying to do everything to help that process of aging. And remember, aging is far better than the alternative. As the saying goes, a privilege denied too many, which is definitely true. So embrace the age, which I remind myself of. And also you cannot control the inevitability of getting hurt. That was a load fill. That is a hard word to say. But you can control how you treat yourself when you are hurting, which is something I have learned throughout this summer long. Remind yourself there's ways to avoid pain. There's ways to deal with pain, whether it's bad, whether it's good. Choose the good because it will help in the long run. Practice feeling the pain rather than numbing it with drinking or other substances or activities even just keeping yourself busy you got to feel the pain to move on another thing to do maybe is talk to yourself as you would talk to a friend like you wouldn't talk to your friend poorly so talk to yourself in a high manner and practice looking for those positives in life and every challenge and setback means something meaningful just like a wildfire brings resilience to an area brings new life to an ecosystem and honestly i know it's superficial and it's corny but a lot of terrible things do bring out good things in the future so keep that in mind going forward in some of those struggles in your life, some of those things you feel like you cannot control. And sometimes you can't, but you can control how you think about them, how you react to them, and how you respond. So I'm here for you, as always. But a lot of things you cannot control happening to you or happening in the world, but you can control how you respond, how you move on from it maybe how you grow and that's something we have to hold on to because there is a lot of unknown out there and unknown is scary especially for me I like having a plan I like knowing where I'm gonna be what time when what to wear who's gonna be there I guess not I guess not that specific but I just like a plan I like waking up at the same time every day Although I don't like waking up that early, but <laughs> I do like waking up throughout the week like that. And I like n- knowing what's going to go on, so I'm sure most people do as well. So understand, there are certain things to control, there are certain things not to. And yeah, that was, that was what I was going to talk about this episode, wildfires, which I could probably expand on. I did a lot of research because I wasn't too familiar with wildfires as the east coast doesn't really see a lot of those wildfires like the west coast and also just understanding what you can control and what you can't so hopefully that helps some of you guys i hope so (laughs) 
helped me and it's late now and I gotta go to bed so some things to look forward to I guess are the start of fall which we started already and I'm so happy for fall is the best October is gonna be great go to the haunted houses go to those corn mazes carve the pumpkins drink the apple cider go to the football tailgates whatever it is that reminds you of fall go do that it feels so good I love fall I hope everyone else loves fall as much as I do I'm so so excited I'm gonna enjoy fall as much as I can and I hope you do as well next episode maybe I'll talk about the volcano as that happened about six years ago I believe in fall and me almost dying in it so that might be fun to talk about next episode or if you guys have any other specific topics let me know as always but I think maybe we'll talk about volcanology and geology although it's off the root of weather I do have my minor in that so that might be cool I'll try to think of something else but again let me know if any specific topics come to mind and I hope you have a great fall with that I thank you for staying with me for this long and go enjoy your fall have as much fun as you can go enjoy those beautiful leaves changing enjoy that apple cider recommendation your drink recommendation and everything that fall encompasses and anything you imagine as always i love y'all and i hope you stayed with me this long if you did thank you as always i appreciate you i love you and let me know if you have any other recommendations have a great rest of your september i'll see you next month love y'all